but I want to say I'm so happy for 25 years anniversary, uh, um, marriage anniversary. You are celebrating 35 years. Wow. Who else celebrated more than 25 years? Raise your hands, 25 or more. Look at that. You don't understand who were clapping. You don't understand what you did. Raise your hands again. And everyone else clap. Mm, because, wow. I, uh, I wrote to Svetlana, but I will tell you now, everybody. These celebrations celebrate so loud. Celebrate loud. Walk with your ha ha heads held high. Look at each other say, we did it. Remember how many times we struggled. We are just, wow. And everyone who are in marriage, we know sometimes it's so hard. And to finish the race together, this is such a, um, such a victory. You are so victorious. One of, one of your victories, definitely this. Doesn't matter what we felt, that we were crawling, that we were angry, that so many things happened, and that's normal. Can you hear me? That is all in place. We didn't kill each other. <laughs> and we still want to sit together, and we don't sleep in uh, different rooms. You know, this is victorious. You are victorious. So celebrate it out loud. Definitely. There is a pride parade, you know, gay parade. They have one month of celebrating, but of course, the Bible says that the dark will get darker. Maybe we should go somewhere as well, you know, to celebrate as well, that we could at least have a one month to celebrate family parade. At least a church family parade, family parade, because this is will of God. Since the beginning, woman and man, man and woman, not man and man, woman and woman, but man and woman, not Adam and Steve, not, not Eve and other women, but he created him and her and that they would have a marriage and healthy uh, surroundings could uh, be for children, which they would have. And that institution will be attacked and attacked and attacked. But we as church, we will stand together very strongly and and encourage each other. Maybe you divorced, maybe you separated. Stand up again and don't go the same way. Fear, fear the Lord, fear the Lord. This is wrong. This is wrong. Oh, uh, it's hard to go away. Or maybe don't even, let's not get married. But this is horrible. This is a way of the world. But we're not from the world. We're going to celebrate Christ. going to ce celebrate everything what is godly. If you agree, just shout out loud. Raise your head high and be very proud. And thank God for it. That's it. The preach is done. <laughs> Uh, a very short and very strong <laughs> joking. No, I'm going to speak today about like this. Let's read a few places in the scripture. 
probably I'm not going to finish this topic uh, today. But we will continue. Uh, well, anyway, let's continue the same thing. This, mm, this horrible fight inside which is going on. And if we're going to start thinking like he thinks and become one with him, then we will cha be changed. But if you want the world, if we want God, we are like drawn apart crazily and we cannot get the world, we cannot celebrate the sin because we're not from the world and we cannot even um, experience His will, His presence. And it's horrible. Uh, it's horrible state when you are not decided which way you're going. Uh, wide path or narrow path you will have to decide you'll have to decide you think like god you will adopt your thoughts to him will you think it's just christianity in the world looks good uh, uh, fleshly desires are all good with bible verses and you feel quite good or you're gonna do be doing that or you're going to be really living the Word of God. It's better not to be lukewarm, but just go to the world. Lukewarm is even worse. If you need to eat all these mushrooms in the world, just go and do that. Don't be in the middle. So about not being in the middle today, we're going to look at the Word of God. What is really rich man? Rich man. Prosperous rich man. I know that none of you here or who left left somewhere else to live uh, abroad. Probably none of you came here because you wanted more money and more material life. Probably nobody did that. No, no. Nobody here did that. You didn't even have this thought to go out of Lithuania for a better material life. No, 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 no. Nobody. Nobody here in Lithuania, listen in Lithuania, nobody here is like that. Anyway, so if we're not careful, we're not careful. If we become one with the world, especially London, New York, all these big cities of the world who are making money, materialistic ones, and all the demons are there, we're you know, becoming more and more and more of the material. The money are just coming, coming, coming out. You're sitting in this gold already, that example, and it cannot stop. And if we are not careful, this thing will just eat us alive, really eat us alive, the materialistic thinking. Because Mammon and God cannot be one. World spirit and God spirit cannot be one. One has to take over. And if we concentrated into this materialistic world and thinking that the riches of the world are our riches, we're not going to stand. We're going to be judged with the world. Don't you think God cannot give you all the materialistic things, cars, houses, lots of money? Can He? Why He's not giving you then all of these things? Maybe He did. Or maybe he did. You see, if God would know and see that these things will set us free, will set us abundant life, victory, 
then he would give it all to you. You will just have it all. But he knows that this is not it. This is not abundance of life. That that uh, pound, uh, that money from its own, it's not good or bad. But our thinking, uh, our purpose is different. Usually the greed becomes not blessing. Like a chains that can be really chains. And God, he knows. He knows, he knows your heart and he cares. So first he gives, he sets you free in your heart. And then he will give you, or if he will think you don't need it, he won't give you. Like little children, you know, the smallest our child, you know. As you know, that disobedience, spirit of disobedience and selfishness, spirit of selfishness is now really differently. Our oldest son is 26 and youngest is 11. 26-year-old, he was growing totally different surroundings. Now, everything you want, my rights, even parents cannot tell them what to do anymore. And you know that small child, he thinks he's the center of the world. He can get anything, he can have anything. Just try to raise your voice or say no. That would be just horrible. He will say, this is my right, this is my privacy, and he knows where to call or who to, you know, because you are a bully parent. And this is not funny. And then this, all the rights they know, that child knows what he wants, what he needs, how how to take it, and that, and then you say no. I'm not going to buy this for you because you have already five pairs of these trainers and you're not really wearing them. You, you're wearing like some uh, football shoes only. But I want these shoes, but I'm saying no, I'm not going to buy them. Now he says I'm going to buy it myself. And then you say no, you're not going to buy it yourself. And then he says I have money and I'll buy it for my money. Well, you will not because these money are mine and you are mine. I don't know if you have experienced this, any of you, and then you are like becoming, they are becoming like blue tantrum stars, and you're looking at that child and thinking, oh God, thinking, my goodness, it reminds me of some, someone. Who does it remind me of? Nothing for you? How many times? In the, God, in the eyes of God, I was looking like that. And so angry and, and just saying, uh, don't, you, don't you care, God? Uh, why can't you give it to me? And I really want it, really want it. I'm serving you. Why don't you give it to me? Why don't you give it to me? A little bit. Why not? And I'm thinking, if child like that, 10-year-old, 11-year-old, will be given anything he wants and as many shoes or things he wants. Where are we going to continue? When this going to stop? Where we will say stop? What is developing in him? All these things. How his thinking is developing. Where his values is developing. 
you see the trend is changing all the time like every week and kids at school have the issues and you don't have the issues so you are stupid or something or or you're nothing and that is leading to very very deep places only presence of god and his spirit can fill this and if we are going to the materialistic which is never ending and not listening what God says is worthy, and we're leading our kids there, where are we going to end up? Where? We're going to just die sooner or later. Because you will not be satisfied with this, because it cannot satisfy us. You will just buy that new TV, doesn't matter, now it's just probably so thin you cannot imagine, and you're like happy you have that TV. And you put uh, turn TV on and you see the newer TV and your friend has it. And you're like, so what? I could have waited for another month and again there is no life. And this is no end. That turning apart inside will be no end. If we're looking at others and jealous, we're jealous. If you are in the thinking of the world, you cannot be not jealous because you think, oh, he's looking nice, he have more things, he's clever, he's more beautiful, he has this house and that house, and I don't. And you're like, that's it. You cannot sleep. Your sleep is gone. <laughs> you cannot breathe anymore. It's like choking you. Oh, again, they have new new car, new dress, uh, new furniture. So what I want to say, you are really living the materialistic world because you, you see what people have. You're already straight away noticing it. If you live in a kingdom of God, you don't care who drives what. You don't care. Can you hear, man? You don't care what car he's driving if you're really saying that the spirit of god is your lord and you're thinking like this the the god's kingdom you cannot you don't even really see what they are driving it's not like you don't see you see but you don't care you see brother you're saying hello you're asking how he is doing but you're not even fixating material. But if you're living in material world, then the first thing you notice is what has changed, what he bought, what else he materialistically has. And inside you're like swallowing all this bitterness because he has more, he did be better and so on. And you see he's driving with a new car already and he's saying he's not materialistic. He is materialistic or not, it's not your uh, decision to make. But are you? Then definitely. Doesn't mean what people have or don't have materialistically. Doesn't mean anything. We cannot decide what is in their hearts because of what they have. The thing in itself doesn't say anything. But your inside emotions, your attitude, that shows that decides and if it decides the bad things now is the time to repent now is the time to turn around 
and decide who you will serve. And then now is the time to change your thinking and attitude. Because if you won't, you will not live godly life. Maman always will tell you what to do. The money will always be your Lord. You will not be able to move in the spirit. You will move in according to what you have. And you will not have life. And really, all of us, this this answer we have to all answer where do i stand who is my god do i think like world or i think like you god am i looking for these rich friends which influence influence friends if i could like you know just stay around in in that group in which group do you want to be? No, no, I'm serving the Lord. Just want to have these rich friends, you know, and we can fool people. But don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself. Days are short. Times is going to end soon. And freedom is breathing to your face now. Don't walk away. Let God show you and speak. And if you see it's not like God thinking, say, no, God, I want to think what you think. And if I acknowledge that I don't think like you think, please repent and say, God, I want your thinking. And that's where you're going to start getting victorious. I'm going to now read a few verses from the Bible. 1 Timothy 6, 17, 19. 1 Timothy 6, 17, 19. As for the rich in the present age, charge them not to be haughty. People who were materialistic, it was said, these verses, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches. Show the rich man where they stand. Where do I show? Where do I show? <laughs> tell the rich man, tell the rich people. But actually, it's speaking to us. If you have two shoes, you rich. If you have, I'm not, I'm not talking what what women have in uh, in England. They open the wardrobe and they cannot close the wardrobe. And they are saying, I don't have what to wear. This is not. Holy Spirit, this is moment. If you're preparing somewhere and you have to one or two hours to prepare to uh, put clothes on you and to decide what to wear, telling you this is not a Holy Spirit. You only have 24 hours a day. And two, maybe more hours you spend on your uh, looks and looking for that perfect dress, you run around uh, shops for many hours and with no fear of the Lord. And if you are saying you don't have time, you are fooled already. Maybe you're laying in the beauty spa for five hours and coming to the Lord for five minutes. You're saying you serve the Lord I'm not saying you don't go there. Go there sometimes, yes, maybe. But just 
weigh it, how much you spend on the world and how much you spend with God, how much time you use where. Where do you invest this material? This is never-ending story. Never happy, always comparing, always not enough. Do you want to live like this? Is it a, you have experience? My mom, you have experience. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And I didn't say we're not doing these things at all. We do find some time, yes, but it cannot dominate. If it dominates in all spheres of your life, it's not the way of the Lord. Don't lie to yourself and measure it. Don't say you serve the Lord. It says to the rich riches, not to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. He didn't say He will not give something to you, but it will be added. When you serve for Him, you say, tell me, God, what do you want me to do? First, He will tell you, go and say and reconcile with my husband, with your husband, and then you're like, oh, but I need this dress and I need to see this friend. Oh, well, but it means I'm not going to get this dress which I wanted to put on uh, that occasion. And like, if you concentrated on him, you will see he will provide, you will get the dress, you will go to the shop. It's going to just happen. It's not like you're learning around shops for six hours and maybe, you know, you're going to text that friend who needed you five se five words and you're gonna get away with it but you know we will have fruits you don't need to look at other people's fruits you look at your own fruits you answer your own questions are you free or not am i stupidly investing in these material things which gonna fly away bible says saving saving buying buying you don't have relationships, you don't have health. And look, you had something, and then suddenly it's gone somehow. And again, I will start saving until I die. Oh, let's see what Bible says anyway. But, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. But on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy provides he adds it's no special gift it's added it's no special gift it's just Holy Spirit who provides don't need special gift to see where sale is going on no they are to do good to be rich in good works to be generous and ready to share thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Speaking about tools, and you will build real riches, real riches. And he says, whoever, whatever you have has to be shared, given, tithed. Maybe you have a car, take someone with you. 
you house extra room give back to someone you have more money you support someone the materialistic is given to share if you have a big house you cannot be closed you have to be sharing you have to be inviting serving have a car don't go uh, don't go with dirty shoes in, into my car uh, and you're not like uh, taking anyone with you because your car needs to be clean but when your car is more important when things are more important you will get just mad and crazy you're not fixating people you fixating things you fixating like uh, some scratch on your car and you cannot live you cannot sleep and you're uh, it's just a prison and we have to be aware you have to check what our actions say about us they say a lot about us a lot about us and what we have we share if we're talking about for example what does it mean with you to share abundantly for someone 10 pounds it's quite a lot of money and it's good you have extra 10 I, d I have no extras. Where do you put it if you don't? <laughs> Go to Svetlana. She will tell you exactly where to put. She will tell you how to make a budget. She knows it. She knows it. How much you spend. Things uh, like sparkly things. Open your wardrobe. You know which one? Bathroom wardrobe. Open it. See how many bottles you have of everything. All the creams, all the shower gels, all the shampoos. And decide. Wisely. Decide beavers wisely. How many of them are you using? I am using. Really using. But you know, this one doesn't. is not good. This one... Uh, someone offered um, it's not good enough this one is that this one's that and you're like justifying yourself if you have that 10 pounds and you can give you are rich and it's gonna be a lot for someone 10 pounds is nothing and when we share maybe I have thousands today and can give to someone but I'm still giving 10 I'm still giving 10 and thinking uh, I'm still giving. You're not actually giving. You're just giving little pennies and you're thinking, oh, I'm, st I'm giving to God. My God is not in need of money. But if you could give 10 and now you have much more, it means you can give 1,000 the same as you gave 10. If you have to grow with it, if you don't grow, then you're slipping away. If your wages are growing and your giving is not growing, then your heart is becoming greedy. You're looking at, at some shows somewhere and maybe see some teachers, Christian teachers somewhere, and suddenly you need everything, suddenly. We are giving according to our riches. I know how much I am rich, and I know how much I can give, and how much I cannot give. You know, you can decide for someone else, but you shouldn't. 
I remember in olden days in Beckton we were as church and some new man came in. Lithuanian man, he came once. I once saw him once. And he says, Oh really you Christians here? Alright. You know what Bible says about what? About money, you know, and what does it say? If you're real Christians, you will put everything to one place and you will give everyone whoever needs, whoever needs. You have to put everything you have in one place and then you share whoever needs what. I'm like, oh, okay, really? And how much did you give? How? Do, oh, sorry, I said, what do you have? How much do you have? How much do you have? He was a bit lost. He says, I'm looking for a job. You know, when you're going to earn and you're going to have your first thousand or hundred, come and you will give all you have and then we will. You know, it's very easy to say you have to do that. You know, who is not working cannot even eat. And the situation was there, there was a need. But you know, nobody supports lazy. God does not support lazy, which are sitting, being lazy, and they are coming and telling who needs to give how much. And I'm not giving you anything. I'm working hard to have. Go, work, sweat a bit, and then we speak. You know, and then we can see these verses on the Bible, we can throw each other. Basically, if you are not materialistic, you will not see what, what, who has, who has what, sorry. doesn't matter who has what. It's not our business. We shouldn't see that. We shouldn't look at that. Whatever you have, it's a seed to share, to do good and become riches in a good works. Materialistic thing in your hands, doesn't matter how much. Don't say, oh, you have a lot of money and I only have two pounds. This is enough. Start with two. That's how we started. Nobody started from 100, probably started with a few pounds. Don't say, when I'm going to have, I'm going to give. It's not true. You have to give little. And that's how the giving starts. Give little, as much as you can. And slowly you learn, like Samuel said, I was give mine I gave money and I gave others. Says Holy Spirit says Holy Spirit will tell me I'm buying shoes and thinking, Oh but she needs more and I took those shoes into my hands and I answered it's not for me. You have to take these shoes and give person who needs. Materialistic should serve people. And if you you use it, then your muscles are getting stronger, that special muscle. You are aware, and God can use you. And actually, you become a richer. Let's read again. Revelation 3, 14, 19. And to the angel of the uh, Church of London, <laughs> the word 
of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of God's creation. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold, be either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Sorry, it's not London Church, it's the Western Church. Exactly. Western Church nowadays. That system we live, well, Western Church lives in. We are the same in that church. We are not in China, we're not in Korea. We are here. And it's like a slippery moment in this uh, surrounding for us. So, so because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing. You say, I am rich and I am prosperous. I have money, I have a career, I have a house, I have a car. I can uh, buy any clothes, I can go to any country for a holiday. I have everything I need. But one thing, I cannot sleep. I'm not satisfied. Again, I bought something else, but not satisfied. Five minutes satisfied, and again, then not satisfied. Something is wrong. And says, not realizing that you are wretched, wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and self to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Have you loved when you said the, the truth and that was your love? Uh, raise your hands. Who had to tell the truth and love? I'm like, oh Jesus, I don't know how people will react. I have to say it. And if God needs to say it, and don't say, oh, there is no uh, condemnation in Jesus Christ. But of course, repent where you have to repent. And mm, Sorry, okay. <laughs> Next verse, Matthew 6, 19-25. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal, for there you treasure, your treasure is. There your heart will be else also. So I'm asking, where is your treasure? Where are you building that treasure? You cannot do there and there. You have to have the purpose, godly or worldly. Of course, you will have materialistic things. God will give you and take care of you. But where is your treasure? That's where your heart will be. Oh, I wanna. Oh God, I wanna serve you with all, all my heart. But actually, your heart is somewhere else. How can you serve with all your heart? Your heart is somewhere else. Bible says, all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, you have to serve. If your treasures are in his world, riches of heaven, 
then you will think every day, how did I serve today with materialistic things to build the treasures in heavens? But what if you just buy and put more into your wardrobe, put more into your house? You know, you may say, I'm, I'm only buying cheap, I'm only buying cheap. But it doesn't matter. Last time we were moving seven years ago to a new house and we had to move a house. And we had the house in like a shed, a very big shed. And we started to moving, taking things, and started like a week. And then I was thinking it's going to be quick and a few days rest. And we started to uh, moving that shed. And so many boxes, I was putting those boxes. I'm like, for me, for my friends to give away, to, 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 yeah, and anyway, these boxes were so many. And I was reading back to new house, back to new house was written, written, written on those boxes, writing, sorry. And then maybe I go to car boot sale and just sell little things. And I was selling in car boot sale, three pounds, five pounds, one pounds, and putting into that big pile what to sell, putting and putting, and I started to feel dizzy and sick, especially when we started to unpack that shed. I decided van and give everything away. I hate it. Jesus, I'm obsessed. There are TV shows where they change houses. And when I started to taking things, unnecessary things from my house, which maybe I will need one day. Anyway, I wanted to cry. I sat down and I was crying because of all these things. I was repenting. And and said, God, what happened to me? What happened to me and when? I needed everything. And I decided back then, my house will not be any extras. If I need that many forks, how many people, how many guests might come, how many glasses, how many cups, that's it, no extra. I will not have anything which I don't use. That's when I started eight years ago. I never went to the Scarwood sale to buy anything. I was set free. I was freed from cheap things, which apparently don't spend a lot, but if you add up, it might be thousands. We don't need it. Listen to a Holy Spirit when you buy anything. I have money, so I have to buy. No, don't buy. And you say, it's the Lord. You need these cups or no? He is the Lord. You need these shoes or no? He is the Lord. And if we are thinking according to God, we will get the answer. Where do I put the money? Where I have decided or where you, where you God, want? Let's finish reading. Until 25th, we have to. Hmm? 
The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. It's talking about talking about your um, attitude, about how you see things. If your eyes are full of desires, all your body will be in the dark. So if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Don't worry, don't worry. If you really need new shoes and your old ones are destroyed, then obviously you need new shoes and God knows it. Then 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 8 to 11. One second. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we pursue, persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. It says, for we, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Let's remember, Christians will be judged and talked with all about our, all our works, because this is His grace. So that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Nobody saw what you were giving. One pound, last one, how many? But he saw. God knew. He knew everything will be rewarded. Some in this world we will see in his presence, in that presence where nobody sees. My future is not here. My future is not here. And 11th verse again, but what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. And 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 7, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 to 7. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not vagging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is Christ, let him remind himself that just as he is Christ, so also are we. 
Anyway, now she's talking about putting the moment into place. Whatever world tells you they have, we have put moment into place. Like to, like a doctor, you tell, go to your place. Not you will tell me what who I am. Not you will tell me what's my worth, where I'm going. Not you. Christ alone will evaluate me, and I am only to be judged by him. And by the end of the world, we will be fighting that mm, pride, that pride, uh, always talking to our faces and trying to judge us. Don't be fooled by this. Sorry I'm so straight, but I know what we're fighting. God says, stay strong, stand strong. That thinking will bow down before the Lord. Reading again the same. Look at, look at what is before your eyes. If anyone is confident that he is Christ, let him remind himself that just as he is Christ, so also are we. Okay, worship team, please come.